Hello, and welcome to the Deconstructed Burrito Podcast. My name is Alexander Balch, and this episode is part of my series in which I am describing my journey growing up in the Bible Belt, attending Bible college, and then dropping out of seminary and leaving vocational ministry altogether. I do apologize if my voice sounds off or if I begin spontaneously coughing. I tested positive for COVID-19 two days ago, and I'm still in the thick of it. So there's that. Now onto the episode. Um, I'm going to be describing my first few experiences at the churches that I served on staff, which certainly if there are any other ministers or people who grew up in fundamentalist churches that are listening to this, then I'm sure you'll find some common ground. Um, Like I've said in previous episodes, I grew up in the evangelical church and I chose to become a Christian at the age of 13 or 14. Now, not only did I become a Christian, but I also became a Christian in the Southern Baptist flavor of Christianity, which if you know anything about Southern Baptists basically means that I thought that I was right and that all other so-called Christians like the Catholics and Methodists were going to burn in hell for all eternity. Um, Now, I felt the call to ministry in high school and eventually decided to pursue that calling. I will always remember I was on the way back home after attending a Disciple Now weekend and I just all of a sudden felt like God told me to go into ministry. And at that moment, I knew without a shred of doubt that I was going to become a minister. I was so excited. I texted my family, texted my youth minister about it, and we rejoiced in that. Later on, as I grew older and was fixing to graduate from high school, I decided against going into ministry. Whenever I found out that ministers, you know, they didn't make that much money. And I eventually decided to instead become a a web slash software developer. Um, After I graduated high school, I entered into a media communications degree at McLennan Community College in Waco, Texas. And I eventually just grew dissatisfied with my life. And especially a lot of the piss poor choices that I was making at the time. I was going to parties. I was drinking a lot. And... Um, I wasn't happy. And I finally had this one night where I had this full-blown existential crisis. um, And whenever it was over, it felt as if God himself had backhanded me across the face and said, you know, what are you doing, dude? So after that summer, I chose once again to become a minister. In the spring semester of my first year at college, uh, I was giving... Uh, I was given an opportunity to serve as the interim youth minister at a church in South Texas for a few months during the upcoming summer break, which I took. And I was so excited about it. And so the, the summer comes around and I drive down there, move down there for the, for a few months. And there I was this 19 year old interim youth minister at a first Baptist church. And God, like that was such a miserable experience. Uh, First off, I was completely unprepared for ministry. I had this notion that I was going to spend the summer ministering to students, sharing the love of Jesus and the gospel with them. And boy, was I wrong. I was so completely and utterly wrong. Uh, I was blindsided by the raw suckiness of serving in ministry. You know, ministry is hard. And nobody had the sense to tell me before I took that position on about some of the things that occur behind closed doors in churches and just how crappy people can be. 
especially to ministers. And so for the majority of that summer, uh, what, what made it a miserable experience was I was having to deal with a deacon and his wife who served in the youth ministry of the church, um, and they basically wanted total control over that youth ministry. And whenever I stepped in as the interim youth minister, they had some pretty serious problems with me. Uh, me, this 19-year-old little shit who, uh, in their minds, was probably was just trying to take their ministry away from them and screw up the spiritual lives of the students in the youth group. Uh, I found out after I was hired that this deacon was essentially a bully within the church and he always had to have his way. So I basically spent that whole summer butting heads with this deacon and wanted to quit the entire time. And it came to a climax whenever we took the youth group to camp. And this deacon, who, who was not only a deacon, but he was the chairman of the deacons for this church, he told a group of my students, uh, all boys, the most misogynistic and demeaning garbage that I've ever heard. Um, he gathered these junior high, high school boys into a room during their small group Bible study. And a direct quote from what this deacon said was that, the problem with women today is that they are all raised up to be little bitches. And later on, he said things like women are just bags of hormones and other, you know, awful, like misogynistic things. No, you should not be teaching kids that. Um, He also later made remarks to high school boys saying that uh, kids that grow up raised by single mothers are screwed up, which frankly pissed me off, uh, you know, because I was raised by my mom. Um, And he also compared all the non-Christians that came to the church's uh, Wednesday night Bible studies. He compared them to retarded kids. That's what he said. Um, he compared them to, recar- to retarded kids uh, being placed in normal Sunday school classes um, by saying they hold everyone back. And so all of this is coming from the mouth of someone who is supposed to be an overseer in the church. I mean, are you shitting me? I still don't understand who in their right minds thinks that this, that that is what young boys ought to be taught at church camp, let alone anywhere. And so anyways, whenever we got back from camp that summer, I told the pastor, my boss, about what this deacon had said. And the pastor told me that he would talk to the deacon about what had been said. And that was the end of it. There was never any public discussion about what the deacon had said. Nobody told the parents about the deacon's conduct and what he had been teaching their children. Uh, It was, it was swept under the rug, which is sadly a really common thing that occurs in Baptist churches and the deacon and his wife, they remained in the youth ministry. And that was that the pastor uh, of that church. Like the, the man was smart. He had a PhD in theology, but at least as far as I could tell, he never once lifted a finger about what had happened. And from others within the church, I winded up figuring out that the pastor was relatively spineless when it came to the things that this deacon had done and prior experiences with him. Um, The pastor was more concerned with keeping his job and his very high salary for a church of that size than actually doing anything at all about this deacon's actions. And so that was my first experience in ministry. And I was definitely jaded by those experiences moving forward. Uh, My eyes had been opened and I saw the very real and messy world of 
church politics and churches trying to sweep things like that under the rug. So anyways, after that, I survived the whole ordeal. Um, I still felt called to ministry and I decided to attend the University of Mary Harden Baylor to receive my theological education and training. And I kept attending McLennan Community College over the next year. I was taking classes that would transfer to UMHB. It was a lot cheaper. And during that year, uh, before I started UMHB, I got to serve on staff at my home church in Valley Mills. Uh, I was serving there as a church administrator. Um, I was a volunteer in the youth ministry. And um, I eventually served for a short time as the interim youth minister as well. And that was just an awesome time in ministry for me. The staff had a really good environment in this church where they were free to minister to others as they felt called. The pastor who I would say now is one of my best friends, um, he loved and cared for those within the church. And you could tell it by how he interacted with people. And that was a very different experience from the pastor at my first church who mostly kept to himself in his office studying and writing his sermons. In this church, you didn't have all the stupid church politics that go on in many of the old, you know, First Baptist churches in small towns around Texas. Um, Or at least you didn't have nearly as much church politics. Um, And it was just, it was a great time for me. I got to serve others. I got to build relationships with students. I got to share the gospel with youth and that was really all that I had ever wanted to begin with. Um, I wound up getting licensed and ordained through this church. And it's still, it's still, the church itself is still very dear to me um, and the people inside of it. And I think that that's largely in part because these were the same people who ministered to me and loved me while I was growing up through everything. Um, when my father was arrested for being a child molester, they brought us meals Uh, you know, good home cooked meals. And I learned from these people and I saw in this church, a people who genuinely cared about loving their neighbor and caring for the broken. And that experience, it was a very different experience from any of the other churches that, um, I have served on staff in. And in many ways, I always wanted to serve on a church staff like that one again. And I wanted to become a pastor who, loved others and served those in the community just like the pastor of of that church. And I still haven't found a church quite like that one again. And so after I was uh, on staff for about a year, I left that church to begin my studies at the University of Mirahar and Baylor. And I served at a couple of churches while I was finishing undergrad. The first, and honestly, this story deserves an entire hour long episode because it was, it was wild. Uh, Basically, this church was a hyper-fundamentalist church in the Southern Baptist Convention located in Belton, Texas, and it wrecked me. Um, I only served on staff for a few months, and short end of the story is that the pastor and I came into some pretty serious conflict, and at the end of it, I drove to the church at night when nobody would be there. I packed up my library and personal things. I printed off my resignation letter, and then I left. And again, this story deserves a full hour-long episode at least, which I hope to release in the future. Uh, But the moral of the story uh, that I at least figured out was that I did not belong in the Southern Baptist Convention at all, nor did I belong with fundamentalists. Um, After this church experience, I 
took a year and a half off from ministry and I licked my wounds and I focused on my studies at Mary Harden Baylor. And ministers will sometimes refer to uh, things like that, which happened to me at this church as getting burned. And I had some pretty severe trauma from that one, which I had to work through. And I think in many ways I am still working through. So since I was going to pursue a career in vocational ministry, and I hope to eventually become a pastor, I was attending Mary Harden Baylor. And now whenever I began attending UMHB, I felt that I had my theology figured out pretty well. And I saw getting a degree in theology as much more of a formality that I needed to acquire in order to pursue ministry. Um, I was working really towards a piece of paper. I had absolutely zero idea about what I was getting myself into. During my time at Mary Harden Baylor, my Southern Baptist theology was ripped to shreds, and the more or less fundamentalist faith that I entered the Bachelor of Christian Ministry degree program with, it was that faith was slowly, but it was surely fundamentally destroyed, which is something that in many ways I am eternally grateful for. Um, whenever I started UMHB, I was just an absolute garbage human being. Um, I loved proving others wrong and treating people like garbage just out of my own self-righteousness. And as I said, that faith, it was destroyed. <coughs> and I am so thankful for the professors that I had who encouraged me to explore the Bible for myself and to truly to, to dive deep into the problems that exist in the Christian faith. Um, and I am also just so grateful for the friends and the professors too, who have walked alongside me as I have wrestled with the problems of my faith. So in the next episode, I'm going to uh, describe the last church that I served on staff at and um, the process of my deconstruction as I, uh, moved forward uh, with my degree and kind of what led up to me not only deciding to leave the church but uh, to leave vocational ministry altogether. So thank you for listening this far. This is the Deconstructed Burrito Podcast signing off. <laughs>